1: This is the Los Angeles CityCast with Danielle Alvari, presented by Bet Rivers.
0: Welcome into your Friday edition of the Los Angeles CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari, and spoiler alert: I have not started The Sopranos yet. For those of you who don't know, I've never seen it, and the New York CityCast host, Will Hill, is very upset about it. He wants me to start watching it. I haven't done it yet. Uh, Instead, I've been binging Inventing Anna on Netflix, which is about a con artist, and I think there's another show coming out on Hulu with Amanda Seyfried in it about con artists, and I'm just trying to figure out what the obsession with con artists is right now. It's like the hot topic right now. I know the anti-hero thing usually works, but regardless, my point is... Will Hill is going to be joining the pod on Monday to talk about the Clippers-Knicks game that's going on on Sunday and whatever else we get into as well. So that's something to look forward to besides all of the great action going on this weekend. So in today's show, first, we will talk about college basketball with Mike Regalato of Bruin Report Online, USC at UCLA going on on Saturday, regular season finale, second place in the Pac-12 on the line. It's at Poly Pavilion And USC won the first one. Actually, they've won the last five, I believe. So UCLA really need to win bad here. Then, uh, of course, we'll get into the Lakers and the Clippers. The Lakers and Clippers played Thursday night, third game this season that they've matched up. And the Lakers lost for the seventh straight time to the clippers and frankly that's the least of their problems we'll talk about it but first things first we always check out the los angeles lines available at bet river sportsbook so for the nba clippers not a budge not an inch even with their spiral in full effect because the sportsbooks never need more people to bet money on the lakers but of course they'll take your money if you want to clippers 20 to 1 to win the west and 40 to 1 to win the championship Clippers right now fifty to one to win the West and one hundred to one to win the championship. Listen, they're just a couple key players coming back, away from that being a possible reality. As for men's college basketball, Saturday, like I said, USC at UCLA. No line for this one just yet, but you last time at the Galen Center, so at USC, UCLA was a one and a half point favorite. Obviously, some things have changed since February twelfth, but. Uh, nevertheless, that's what the last line was. No line for this Saturday game just yet. But as far as the Pac-12 tournament is concerned, UCLA is right behind Arizona in the odds at plus 125. Arizona is actually even money, which I think is kind of generous. We'll ask Mike Regalado when he comes on what he thinks about that. USC 9-1 to to win the Pac-12 tournament and also 90-1 to to win the NCAA tournament. UCLA sitting at 28-1 to in regards to that. And then Arizona... Plus 750 to win the NCAA tournament. Arizona's been on a tear, seriously. And also as far as the Pac-12 odds are concerned, it goes Arizona, UCLA, USC, and then Oregon's also in the mix there at 8-1, to one, just in front of USC at Bet Rivers. But Arizona, real quick, far exceeded expectations. I was actually looking back at some articles almost preseason, maybe even like – I think it was preseason, a couple games in maybe, and – Arizona was expected to be a slight improvement from the previous season, but Tommy Lloyd just completely changed this program. They have an average winning margin of plus 19 on the season. They're 26 and 3 overall, I think, 16 and 2 in conference play, 15 and 0 at home. They just demolished USC uh, after their road loss to Colorado, which admittedly they were probably very upset about because that was only their second conference loss, the other coming of course at Pauley Pavilion to UCLA. And now poor Stanford had to play them Thursday night. <laughs> it was also a beatdown. They seem like the best team right now, and they are at even money at Bat Rivers. You can find all those odds and more at Bat Rivers Sportsbook. Let's welcome in Mike Regalado from Bruin Report Online. Find him on Twitter at LA. Mike, we have a very big game going on on Saturday. We have also going on this week, the Women's Pac-12 Tournament in Las Vegas. Stanford's the number one seed, the clear-cut you know, favorite here for a lot of reasons. I explained that actually on Wednesday's pod. Uh, but, lo and behold, 7-seed UCLA beats 10-seed USC on Wednesday, 73-60. to 60. It's the third time they beat them this season. We know that they've struggled all season. I know you know for sure, too. You've been covering this with depth, mostly due to injuries. But they get Dougalich back, and all of a sudden, Charisma, Amari Thomas, Angela Dougalich um, seem to have kept the Bruins afloat on the women's side of things. And as we're recording this, they're in the midst of playing Oregon right now, and it is... To the nail here in this fourth quarter. So maybe by the time that we're done recording, we'll have a final score on this. But uh, what have you said for this women's team to rally here at the end? I mean, there's nothing for them on the line here, right? They can't get into the tournament, but maybe an NIT appearance?
1: You know, it's it's, it's weird. I I was talking to uh, uh, Gavin from uh, the Daily Bruin, and we thought that if UCLA at least beats Oregon, they might have a chance. Because even though UCLA, um, the women's team has... Not had the greatest season. They were they're still pretty highly ranked in the in the net rankings, considering Hmm. their record. Um, I think as of Monday they were forty first in the nation, Uh, and and that's 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 pretty rare for a team that uh, what 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 were they at the time? Uh, Thirteen and eleven, I believe. Um, Mm -hmm. So it was. It, that was kind of a shocker especially considering i think they had like a few heartbreaking <laughs> losing streaks uh but they've stayed with it and you know they we saw against usc last night uh osborne and thomas were, were just nails and natalie cho just brings that that uh, leadership but uh Dougalich came out of nowhere uh i i, I can imagine what this team would have been like if, if she would have uh, played from the beginning you know what if Conti played from the beginning uh Cameron Brown uh but you know if they're coming together you know right now that's that's the best time so uh I like what's happening it it's just sad that it's happening in the postseason it's a bit late yes hopefully not late uh, too late.
0: Right. I was at this last home game for them, I believe, versus Utah, and they lost it. And you could tell that Coach Close is just so frustrated. And then, lo and behold, they go on this, this streak kind of here at the end. So that's been fun to watch. And they do have some great talent coming in next year. So that is something totally oh, yeah. exciting for them as well, including Gabriela Jaquez, who is Jaime Jaquez Jr. from the men's team's sister, uh, who's just also been lighting it up in the high school world, weirdly enough. But let's talk about the men's team now, because they are hosting USC at Poly Pavilion on Saturday Uh, Sure, some seeding for Selection Sunday is kind of in the mix here, perhaps. But mostly, I believe UCLA can take the second seed, right, in the Pac-12 if they win this. Uh, So, if that's important to you. Uh, Most bracket projections have UCLA right now as the number four seed for the big tournament. Uh, Jerry Palm, I think, had him as number five, which would be terrible. They have to open in Buffalo. But hopefully, we're not ending up there. What I'm really concerned with here is, is UCLA finally going to end this losing streak, right? Five-game losing streak to the (laughs) Trojans. And I like Ben Bolk from the LA Times, who, who we both uh, know from circling around in UCLA territory, wrote about this, and he said that there's a couple of UCLA's top players who have never beat UCL or USC in their time at UCLA. Jaime Hawkins Jr., Tiger Campbell are 0-5. Uh, Jake Kyman's 0-4, Jalen Clark is 0-3, Johnny Juzang's 0-2. And I even saw that Jaime went to his sister's game. He was talking about this and said that someone, one of the fans, was like, hey, we need to beat USC. Because people understand how big this rivalry is. And UCLA is supposed to be the basketball school. So is this the game where they're finally going to break through this losing streak? You know, it seems like it's just
1: because you just can't lose to a crosstown rival like that. And it's just been interesting how... <clears throat> USC has had UCLA's number in the McCronin era but this is a big game winner takes second uh, second seed and yeah you yeah, know I do think that's important uh, especially for time of day when they play uh, mm-hmm. for you know bragging rights and y- y- they'll still be on the opposite bracket you know actually both of them UCLA and USC they'll be on the opposite side of the bracket from Arizona which could lead to a uh, potential semifinal showdown between UCLA and USC uh, again, but yeah, they got to get this win first.
0: Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's,
1: they just they just have to one for their own um, mentality, <laughs> and two just to show that uh, they they can beat uh, you know top teams. You know, they did beat Arizona by sixteen they did lose to Arizona by 10 and then they got swept by Oregon, who's number four in the conference right now. Um, so UCLA has been able to beat teams that they're supposed to, but right now they've only beaten Arizona once. And, you know, that is, some, that's, that's nothing to sneeze at. That's a huge win. But you want to continue that, especially going into the postseason in the Pac-12 tournament, getting that seed for uh, the NCAAs. Yeah, I think they'll win. But one thing that really gives me confidence is looking at their stats and, you know, even the eyeball mm-hmm. tests, defense has been really good. So and, good. And it was, it was, it, it was going to be interesting to see how UCLA did in that late game stretch, six games in 12 days. Woof. Uh, so <laughs> uh, and the fact that UCLA came away five and one and, you know, sure. Only one of those teams that they beat had a, had a winning record. But, you know, they got the job done and they basically annihilated teams. And four of those last six games, they held their opponent to under 60 points. And I think they have nine games where they've held their opponents to under 60 points and they've won all of them. So Mm. uh, that's a good sign going forward, the defense. You know, the offense has struggled a little bit, but it it was still really good considering that Tiger Campbell didn't play a few games. Johnny Juzang hasn't played a few games. Cody Riley didn't play a few games. So then you had guys emerge like David Singleton and Jalen Clark, and that's beautiful. Just um, it, it just shows that UCLA's bench can step up when needed, and hopefully that continues to the postseason.
0: Yeah, I think that that's something that UCLA has been really fortunate with is that even on a night when their starters aren't in or Johnny Juzang's not playing and this is supposed to be our scorer, they found other ways to get that offense going. And I've talked about this a lot on the pod, and I think I've seen it talked about a lot on Twitter on how when Jalen Clark is in there especially, and even Jake Kyman, David Singleton, the offense just seems to run a bit better. It seems to run a bit smoother. And so are those big points, guys? Maybe not all the time, except for when David Singleton's hitting those threes. Mm -hmm. Um, But they just do a lot for that offense. So I agree. The bench actually is very, very beneficial to this UCLA. CLA team. They don't have to rely on that starting five. That's actually been switching a lot too. I've been talking about that, about how we've seen so many different starting fives to this team in the last, what you say, six games in 12 days. So that's actually a really great experience heading into the tournament, I think. But as far as facing the Trojans, you brought up Arizona, and the Pac-12 is a mess. I have to talk about this, right? <laughs> UCLA gets swept by Oregon, okay? Arizona loses to Colorado. That's not a great loss for them. No knock on Colorado, but that's not a good loss. There yeah, are other losses exactly. to UCLA. That's a good one. USC is swept by Stanford this season. Let, people are forgetting. I would rather be swept by Oregon than Stanford, just saying. Uh, and it's just, it's just been a mess, really, all over the board, and that's pretty much what I expect from the Pac-12. But with that said... Arizona came off that loss to Colorado and poor USC had to face them and it was a beatdown. wow and I'm wondering if the Trojans are going to be kind of hot off that loss basically that Arizona was pissed about losing to Colorado and now SC is going to be pissed about losing to Arizona and are they going to take that out on the Bruins
1: you know definitely but I think (laughs) the the more important part is that UCLA they don't they shouldn't have to worry about that UCLA needs to needs to be pissed off that they lost to usc uh in another close game a bad shooting game and it wasn't even a great shooting game for uh, (laughs) usc at the galen center it was
0: terrible
1: um but but yeah also five straight yeah who cares what you know usc you know did in uh, against arizona ucla needs to realize what usc has done to them the last five games
0: Yes, that's a great point. They definitely need to focus on that. A little bit of bulletin board material. Something else to highlight kind of too, when I go back and look at the game from February 12th when UCLA played at USC, they lost that game, like you said, just three points. And if you looked at this box score, well, in some regards, you wouldn't be surprised because UCLA did a lot of great things, but one of them was not shooting. They shot less than 30%, Mm -hmm. 29.7 to be accurate. And also, troublesome, no Isaiah Mobley in that game for USC. So... How is him being back in the fold here going to factor into this game? It's
1: – you got to use your bigs. That's USC's advantage mm-hmm. on UCLA. They're, they're a bigger team. UCLA basically plays Miles Johnson and Cody Riley, and they're subbed in and out for each other. So they have one big guy on the court with uh, four wings, basically. You know, maybe Cronin goes to two bigs. For for uh, for a stretch, uh, I mean we we've seen Jalen Clark play the five, so that's a possibility if someone needs you know a rest, you know put put him down at the four, uh, mm-hmm. you know he usually comes in for Jaime Hawkins, which plays the four spot, but they need to. Jaime does it all, <laughs> that dude. That dude is <laughs> dude's amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah, thirty points in the last game. Yeah, he 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 did not look like his ankles were were hurting him in that last game, so that's uh, that's a huge plus going forward because there were. There was a stretch of three games where I think he scored five points, four points, and four points. Ugh. Uh, but then yeah. he's averaged 17 points in the last four games since that. And just have a season high, right?
0: 30 points versus Washington at yeah, Washington. Yeah, so
1: that, he looked like he was back uh, to pre-COVID, the pre-COVID pause Jaime Hawkins. so that's good. But uh, yeah, they got to figure out a way to – take away the the, uh, the interior pass and, and, and the uh, uh, the points on the paint. Uh, if they do that, uh, I don't think USC... I, USC is a good shooting team, but I don't think they'll be able to, you know, sh- uh, score from long range the way UCLA has been able to. Um, three-point po- three shooting has kind of taken a step back, but, you know, Tiger Campbell is still one of the best three-point shooters in the conference. If he gets hot, you know, I if Jaime see, Hawkins gets lose. hot... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, then I, I don't think UCLA has, uh, you know, a lot to worry about. But, you know, they're, like I said, their defense has improved. And if they shut them down the way they should have, the way they have
0: mm-hmm. been the last six games, uh, this, this could be a win for UCLA. I think it should be. I think all things point to that. But because I'm trying to be not biased, even though uh, I, guys, I try to get USC guests on the show, by the way, I try to get them all the time and they don't follow <laughs> up. So, and Mike's given me a list of like other people to contact for USC <laughs> uh, and they just don't take my calls. So I'm doing my best here guys. But <sighs> with that said, I want to do a little, how can UCLA win versus how can USC win? Let's start with the Bruins. Cause I do think they're going to win. I think they do it by playing their style, which is keeping the pace a little bit slower. That really, really solid defense we were just talking about, that's what I'm betting on when I bet on UCLA. I'm not necessarily betting on that offense. It's been streaky at times, but it has looked really solid, I would say, the last five games or so. So that's promising. And that's with different lineups in, too. So it does seem like something they've been able to duplicate with different people in. And also, the board's second chance points, that's going to be Miles Johnson. Hopefully, he's in there a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, But... UCLA did beat them on the boards last time. Again, no Isaiah Mobley for USC. So it makes sense that they outdid them, I think, 18-9 to 9 in offensive rebounding. UCLA had 11 steals. They had half the turnovers last game. Yeah. That's why this was so close. Mm-hmm. So if UCLA is shooting half decently, just above 30%, in theory, this should be a game that they can win. But again, Isaiah back in the fold, too. So that will be a new new element of this game as well. So what do you think? How, what are your thoughts on how UCLA can win? Anything you want to add? Um well Johnny Juzang is 50-50. So let's just say yes. he, he doesn't play.
1: Um even if he plays, I think he's going to have a very sore ankle to work with. Mm. Uh, cuz it looked like he rolled it pretty bad. I mean the fact that he was out, you know, more than, you know, what was it, 2-3 games, I believe.
0: Um, is this from the scooter? It was an ankle?
1: He rolled he rolled his ankle uh in the the Washington
0: State game, I want to say, okay. maybe. Arizona State. Good, possibly. I'm glad it was not scooter-related. No. <laughs> <laughs> Makes
1: so, me happy. Um, so even if he plays, he, he might be uh, a little banged up uh, because of the ankle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if he doesn't play...
0: Didn't uh, he go out in the in, in the first half of the USC game last time? I feel like he wasn't in for the full game. He got hurt last time, no?
1: I'm, I don't it's remember. It's hard to say because I think...
0: Because he only had twelve points that game, and Tiger had twenty-seven, and the only I, I think I remember Johnny leaving and being like, "Well, great, we're already not shooting well, but maybe I'm maybe I'm making that up." But yeah, so I so you were saying Johnny? But yeah,
1: I think they need to uh, Jaime, Camp, uh Campbell, uh, and Jalen Clark. Jalen Clark kind mm. of exploded for eighteen points and twenty-five. I think you know he mm-hmm. he he got his uh, career high one game, and then. Topped his career high in the next game. So he can score and play defense. So that's uh, that's a plus. And if, if he can continue that, if David Singleton can hit some key three pointers, uh, I think the outside shooting is going to be uh, what might determine a win for UCLA.
0: Yes, I agree. I agree. Absolutely. Because I think if we want to flip sides, be a little bit uh, fair to the other side here, how USC can win is shoot better from deep. I don't know if that's going to happen for them. But last time Drew Peterson went off and he's been having some kind of poor shooting nights leading up to this. But that's how it looked for him also leading up to UCLA last time. And then all of a sudden he comes out. I think he went four of five. From three, had 27 points, just like Tiger Campbell did. Tiger really had to fight for his, but Drew was just on fire. Do you think that we're going to see, like, regression from him a little bit, or do you think that he's going to be shooting well again? Because that's a huge key, I think, for USC to win this.
1: You know, it just seems like in in certain key games, players that might be struggling – tend to have all-star games against UCLA and you know that's that, that's kind of a good thing because uh, especially with UCLA re-emerging as an elite team teams, individual players they are going to bring their A game and mm-hmm. I think I think he's going to be a pest but also I think that Cronin and the, and the team know that they are going to bring their A game so they need to figure out they need to go beyond that, they have to take the next step, they have to anticipate what USA is doing, and you know, stop it before it happens. So mm-hmm. I, I think that there will be a um, some tighter defense. Uh, the de- mm-hmm. like, you know, we just we talked about how the defense has just improved anyway. I think the defense is, you know, as 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 well as outside shooting, UCLA just shutting guys down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That I think that's going to be a possibility. I mean, they were able to take down Arizona, and Arizona looks like a beast this year. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, it, it, it's not impossible. You know, they, it, it was a close game at Galen center. I mm-hmm. think it's going to continue. Uh, it, it'll be a close game, but I think UCLA will pull this out because of defense.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think that, uh, UCLA is in the driver's seat a little bit here to SC's credit though. One of their weak areas has been the free throw shooting and they've actually been shooting a lot better in that area mm-hmm. recently. But other than that, uh, I think UCLA takes care of the ball better. We know that. Their defense is more consistent. Um, Their perimeter defense is stronger to me, and it's what kept them within that last game, really. That should have been a blowout with how they were shooting. So I think that UCLA is going to kind of uh, bounce back here, and and this is theirs to win. But that said, they were one-and-a-half-point favorites at the Galen Center. We don't have a line for this game just yet, but... I'm thinking UCLA is going to be at least a a one-and-a-half point favorite. They're at home, so we're probably looking at something even higher, maybe two or three. It is a rivalry game. For me, I don't want to bet the spread because it's a rivalry game and it could go either (laughs) way. But I want if I had to bet it, I would want the team that's getting points. In this case, it would be USC. Do you think UCLA is going to win by, like, 10, or do you think we're going to see a tight game?
1: I think we're going to see a tight game. Yeah. Uh, Especially after what happened on Tuesday with Arizona just pummeling USC. USC is not going to let that happen. But I think it is going to be a good game. And I also think that Poly Pavilion is going to be a factor for, for the Bruins. It's you know I hope you know, so. The, the Galen Center is just cavernous. It's just every time the last three seasons that I've been at uh, the, the UCLA-USC game, it's just been a poor shooting night. And being mm-hmm. at home, you know, aside from – the Oregon game, although there were no fans in that game, mm-hmm. UCLA has, uh, has, has been perfect at home, you know, with fans in, 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 in the seats. So I think that's going to be a huge factor, but I would, I would say if, if I'm a betting man, <laughs> trying to determine <laughs> if, if that's, if I should uh, go, uh, follow that path, but uh, I think it might be a five, six point
0: win for UCLA. Ken Palm has UCLA winning seventy three to sixty four and gives them an eighty two percent chance. Wow! Of winning. So for me, for me, if I'm making a bet here, I don't like to make money line bets that are like too much juice here. Which UCLA, I'm sure, will be at least minus one thirty. But UCLA money line seems like the way I would want to go. I'm confident, pretty confident. That the Bruins are going to win this based on what I've seen here from the stats. USC's only covered one of their last five games, by the way. The Bruins have covered six of their last eight. The two that they didn't, lost to Oregon, lost to SC. Mm -hmm. So, again, rivalry game, I don't know. I'd rather look at the side. If I had to take a side, I'd get some points. Uh, But for me, Bruins' money line would be the way to go. The total also, we talked about how this is going to be a close defensive matchup. It was 136.5 last time, score was 67-64, to good defense on both sides, bad shooting kind of on both sides, so the under hit. But UCLA lately, the offense has been doing so much better that I almost think that it's not really viable to bet the unders anymore on this team, even though the defense is so good. UCLA's offense has kind of picked up and started to contribute to almost overs or actual overs. Yeah. So their offense, yeah.
1: Yeah, and – you know, we even saw UCLA pretty much handled uh, Washington, but mm-hmm. because they had such uh, a, a big lead, what was it? I think 16, 17 points uh, late in mm-hmm. the uh, second half. Uh, you know, Washington went on a quote-unquote run and, you know, brought the score down a bit. But, uh, you know, that doesn't help betters. You know, <laughs> it's like if, if uh, a, a team that's losing, you know, you know happens to score a few extra points at the end of the game that changes every it's still going to be a win yeah. for for the team a double digit win but when you're betting uh you know whatever it is you, like you're you're talking about the under or over uh, I think and you said it like was under, ten and a
0: half point favorites yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and then all of a sudden <laughs> they you don't know care. yeah Washington scores six points and just ruins it for like you know <laughs> a good portion of the the bettors um you know it's just hard to say exactly what's Going to especially late in the season, mm-hmm. teams are, are, are playing for their lives, and um,
0: it I think just it needs to be a tight game. Like it needs to yeah. be a defensive, it needs to be a defensive game. So then normally I would look to an under, especially with this UCLA defense. But I think for a rivalry game like this, last game of the season, all bets are off, yeah. literally. So <laughs> for me. Exactly. Um, yeah, I just think it's it's UCLA to win, and that's not me being a homer, even though this is two UCLA people talking here. Before we <laughs> let you go, Mike, who do you like to win the Pac-12? You can't say UCLA. I'm going to take it out of the mix. Arizona's even money on Bett Rivers right now. UCLA plus 175. Oregon is eight to one, so plus 800 here on Oregon. USC nine to one. Uh, Washington State is 18 to one, a little bit longer there, and then Colorado is 40 to one. I'm not going to go any deeper than that. For me oregon sneaky maybe at eight to one what do you think you know i
1: would i would say or just arizona Arizona. probably just arizona just just the the way that they just
0: the dominant right now
1: beat on usc and you know the the only reason i wouldn't pick oregon is because they have had some head scratching losses as well it's like how did yeah how did you win that game but you lost (laughs) that they I, only get up for
0: the big ones.
1: Yeah, that that's that's kind of a, a big issue. But you know, this yeah. the tournament, every game's a, a big one. So
0: yeah. you
1: know, maybe they step up. You know that that helps them out. But uh, Arizona just looks like it has everything so, running on, and it's 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 so it's it's annoying.
0: <laughs> not because I've Arizona, been calling them not, I've been calling them Gonzaga Junior because of Tommy Lloyd. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, and I'm so jealous that they have him. Not that I, no no shade to Mick. I like Mick. No, exactly.
1: But it's just what you just considering what Arizona had last year with Sean Miller and they just, I guess they underachieved looking back, but then you have Tommy Lloyd come in and just tighten the screws on everything. And now they're the second best team in in the country, you know, hats off to them. But yeah, I, I I think they'll, they'll win. If if UCLA is out of the equation, it's going to be Arizona.
0: Yeah, so it makes sense that so there's a short shot there. Uh, maybe Arizona there. But maybe Oregon gets up for the big game. I don't know. But there's not anything super bettable for me there. I do think that Arizona will roll through this. And there was four teams in the Pac-12, what? No, three teams in the Elite Eight last year. It was Oregon State, USC, and UCLA, I believe. Yeah. So the Pac-12 is good. It's a good problem to have here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good to have Mike Regalato, of course, of Brunner Ford Online on here with us. So thank you so much, Mike. And check him out on Twitter at Regalado LA. Thank you very much, and uh, yeah, thank you for having me on again. All right, we'll see what happens over the weekend. Uh, coming up, Lakers and Clippers played Thursday night. We'll talk about it next on the Los Angeles CityCast, presented by Bett Rivers. Looking for a hot tip to bet on? Check out the new match tips at Bett Rivers Sportsbook. The new tips feature gives you special insights on player props and match bets for the top tips of the day. Go to BetRivers before the game, find your match, and tap the tips icon to see independent research on recent team and player performance. Bet with confidence. Visit the BetRivers mobile app or go to BetRivers.com and get the top tips of the day. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Playable only in states where BetRivers is licensed and in New Jersey at Play Sugar House. Welcome back into the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bett River Sportsbook. I'm your host, Danielle Alvari. Now, before we get into the NBA, since Mike Regalado and I were talking about it in the last segment, UCLA women's basketball did fall to Oregon 63 to 60 came down to a final three-point shot attempt. I believe it was Jalen Penn for UCLA just could not get it to fall and Oregon advances in the women's Pac-12 basketball tournament, but incredible fight by this UCLA women's team at the end of the stretch here. It looked like their season was completely dead, but a little bit of a spark at the end. And if they can get those players healthy, uh, some returners for next season, obviously, and then bringing in a great class, they're going to be dangerous next season. But otherwise, it looks like it's Stanford still to take. And we'll see how they do in the NCAA tournament as well. I can't believe it's March, guys. March Madness is here. We're not talking about that, though. We're talking NBA and LA. So Lakers and Clippers, third matchup of the season. And the Clippers do it again. They were two-point favorites here. And the total sat at 220. But final score, this goes way over the total, 132 to 111. Clippers, this was a blowout. I think the largest lead, yes, largest lead, 30 points for the Clippers in this one. It was brutal, if you are a Lakers fan uh, or just a fan of basketball, frankly. I was watching it, and I was kind of upset that I had to watch it. Jokes, of course, um, because I have a great job. But it was tough. It was a tough one, guys. We did talk about, and by we, I mean me talking into this microphone and hoping that you're listening intently on the other side and um, tweeting at me so we can have some kind of social interaction. But... We talked about uh, Avika Zubak, a double-double, perhaps. That's not where I actually ended up betting, but I did tweet this out about 90 minutes before game time. I'm trying to get better about doing that earlier, uh, just in case people want to know. I'm not a sharp by any stretch of the imagination. We're all still learning here, okay? And I definitely don't bet props very often. I'm trying to dip my toes into that more and venture in, especially in the NBA, because the NBA has been going really well for me so far. I uh, haven't talked about it much, but my NBA record right now is 23-10, and 10, which is light years ahead of last year for me because last year NBA was the category I lost the most money on, by and large, including college bas- men's college basketball, which is a little bit more volatile than the NBA. So being able to host this LA CityCast has been incredible because I've been able to focus on a couple teams a little bit more and bet on those games, and I think that's kind of given me an advantage there, having kind of a specialty on these teams. And I hope that you guys are learning stuff from these podcasts as well. That said, I don't bet props very often. So it was really cool to have this one finally hit. Uh, Zubac over 22 and a half points, rebounds, and assists is what I landed on. He finished with a total combined of 31, 19 points, nine rebounds, three assists. Uh, so that was a nice little cash. Uh, he did have a double, double in four of his last six. This was almost a double, double nine rebounds for him. But this tricky thing about this Clippers team and the reason that I decided to go with points, rebounds, and assists here. My thinking here was that the Clippers team on any given night, they help each other and they play as a team. And on any given night, a, a different player can step up. It's almost similar to UCLA right now, actually, in some regards. And so it's really hard to be like, oh, this is going to be the guy. This is their scorer. This is their rebounder uh, that he's going to go off. I did consider no Anthony Davis. So Zubak is probably going to be able to get those boards, which he did lead the game in boards with nine. But twenty-two and a half points, rebounds, assists—it seemed very doable too because he had been scoring in double digits pretty, pretty frequently. Uh, I figured you get nine, you know, close to ten rebounds, maybe close to a double double, and then we're pretty much in territory of going over this prop. But twenty-two and a half was was high, admittedly, but we got there uh, easily, actually, in the third quarter. So that was good. Thanks, guys, for letting me um, brag about that one a little bit because I'm really excited to start betting more props. As for this game here. Clippers shot 52.8%, and they went 17 of 27 from three for 63%. They outscored the Lakers in the third quarter, 40 to 18. Like I said, largest lead of the game was 30 points. Reggie Jackson had 36 points, 14 of 30, and four of eight from three. 50% from three for him, 100% free throws there, four of four for Reggie Jackson. He went off. Former teammate of Russell Westbrook. That was entertaining to see Russell Westbrook and him kind of get into it with each other. I think Russell Westbrook, that, I mean, it's hard to point to one thing. And this is coming from someone who who loves him from a UCLA standpoint. But uh, regardless, Westbrook finds a lot of ways to hurt this Lakers team. I think that arguing with Reggie Jackson was a really, really bad one. Because it just seemed to make him play better. I think he hit four threes in or not four threes, but he hit, yeah, I don't know. The fourth quarter was crazy, and that's when all the drama was going on. So my point being, Westbrook found a new way to work against the Lakers, which I appreciate, right? Like, florals in spring, how groundbreaking. It's not. But Russell Westbrook egging on another player, flexing at another player, that's a new way to make things harder on your team. So, interesting. Also, by the way, I was so close. So close when I was looking at props earlier. Now I'm like, oh, of course, I wish I bet that, but I had good reason not to. I was this close to betting. You can't see, but my fingers are very close together. Westbrook under a half three pointers. So to make no three pointers, right? Because for obvious reasons, just not a good three point shooter. It was plus 110. Okay. And I thought that's good value. He's not a very good three point shooter, but. The problem is he usually hucks up like three or four of those bad boys, and that's volume enough for an accidental make, if anything. But no, he went 0 and 2, so that actually would have cashed anyway. So aftermath, still glad that I didn't try it because Lord knows he would have thrown up a couple more if he could have. But no, 0 and 2 for him. Carmelo went 0 of 3. LeBron was 2 of 9. Lakers overall, 12 of 35 from three. Just really not a good shooting night from them, and I, I chalked chalk that up a little bit, of course, to the Clippers' defense as well. They've been doing such a good job, um, and shout out to their offense in this game. Frankly, like this is becoming a pretty complete team. And by the way, without what three of their most talented players—Kawhi Leonard, Paul George—and yes, I'm going to group Norman Powell into that—they're already doing this without those guys. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Lakers now, state of things, 27 and 35. They've covered zero games since they've been back from the All Star break and two out of their last eight games. If we go back before the break, those were also games that included uh, Anthony Davis. So he is also out for a couple more weeks, still with that foot strain or sprain or whatever it is. Who knows? Can't keep up with these guys' injuries sometimes, I swear. I only need to know right before the game, really. Are you playing? Are you not? But now the Lakers only two games ahead of 11th place Portland. Can you believe the trailblazers are in 11th? What's going on in the West that the Portland trailblazers are still like kind of floating around that number 10 spot? Uh, not if the Pelicans have something to say about it, of course, but I digress. Clippers now have beat the Lakers seven times in a row. I mentioned this actually when I was on Rush Hour, which is hosted by Danny Burke, who also hosts the Chicago City cast. He hosts Rush Hour on Vsin, which is Rush Hour is also sponsored by Bet Rivers, so that's great. I was on the show on Thursday, and he asked me about this game, obviously because it was being played Thursday night. And I believe I compared uh, like USC to the Clippers in the sense that they had beat UCLA five times in a row, uh, and the Clippers have now beat the Lakers seven times in a row. So I would love for the streak to stop on Saturday for USC. As for the Clippers, my handicap going into this was pretty much two. They care more. They play harder. They're they're just a better functioning team right now. The Lakers are literally spiraling out of control and not even LeBron James can save them. Actually, this head-to-head is really interesting because Clippers-Lakers, the last 40 games between these two teams, dating back to the 2014 season, the Clippers have won 24 games of the last 30. So... They also just get up for this game. They care about it. So whether you think this is a true rivalry game or not, which I'm not from LA. So uh, as much as I love it and love being here, I can't say with certainty, like it's not a true LA rivalry. It doesn't give me that opinion. I think UCLA, USC has a bigger rivalry than the Lakers and the Clippers. And maybe that's because we historically associate the Lakers with like winning championships and being so much better than the Clippers. But The Clippers are better than the Lakers right now, and it looks like they've uh, beat them most of the times they've gone head-to-head here. Again, is that because they're the better team in that year? Maybe, maybe not, but the point is that they seem to care about this game a lot more than the Lakers do. And so there you have it. Clippers won and covered seven of their last eight games again without Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Norman Powell. Can you imagine? Just take a moment. Next up, the Lakers are at the Warriors on Saturday. Last time they played was before the All-Star break. That was with Anthony Davis. No Anthony Davis now. They only lost by two, I believe. They covered that game. I believe there were six and a half point dogs in that one. So, not sure what it's going to look like now with the state of affairs for the Lakers. But, Lakers at Warriors on Saturday, nonetheless. As for Sunday, as I mentioned at the top of the show, Knicks at Clippers. And, yes, Will Hill, host of the New York City cast, We'll talk about that uh, in Monday's show as well. Nick's won the last one on January 23rd, 110 to 102, but you guys know a lot can change in over a month at this point. And we are less than a month away from March Madness. Just a quick reminder. Thanks so much for listening to the Los Angeles CityCast. Remember, new shows three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So I'll be back for more fun and games on Monday. But full disclosure... If UCLA loses to USC for a sixth time in a row, I will riot. So if that is your kind of thing, then please come back to the Los Angeles CityCast presented by Bette Rivers.